Dice Company contains fantasy violence, mature themes, and unapologetic bickering. No feelings were hurt in the making of it, but listener discretion is advised. Dice Company will always be free, but it's not free to make. Please consider supporting us on Patreon or Apple Podcasts and get access to our weekly roundtable show Extra Roll. Just follow any of the links in the show notes for this chapter. Welcome one and all to Dice Company, where a group of old friends weave tales of triumph, heroism and despair under the guise of playing Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Tom, and I'll be your DM for the continuing adventures of this band of bandits and dog lovers. Bandits and dog lovers, please introduce yourselves and give one fun fact which will make the listeners care. I mean, one reason to care was never listed. I wasn't expecting that. You said listeners, right? Like plural. <laughs> Give our listener, our single listener, <laughs> my mum and my dad. Um, hi, I'm Harry. I'm playing uh, Tok, who's an imposing six foot eight automaton. Interesting fact is, um, whilst automatons have a rudimentary olfactory sense, uh, it works more like a like a chemical analysis kind of thing than a true like sensory experience. Uh, thus, Tok does not feel disgusted at Vander in the same way that humans do. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure anyone cares about that, but I like it. It's, I mean, I'm trying not to take that as a shot at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doesn't feel disgusted at Charlie in the way that humans do. <laughs> oh yeah, that's much better. Hello, I am Dave and I am playing the character of Benny Quez. A fun fact about Benny is that Benny can still remember with great fondness and uh, nostalgia the first time he ever ate a piece of fruit. What a wonderful moment that was for him. That is a shit fact. <laughs> what was the fruit? Yeah, that's the question. What is the fruit? <laughs> well, it's going to make or break the whole thing. <laughs> the problem is, I'm not sure what fruit exists on this world, so I haven't uh, Most fruits. Okay. But not the one you're about to say. <laughs> Most of them except that one. It was. Definitely no kumquats. It was an apricot. Such a shit fruit as well. Oh, no, that's what I think. But I was trying to not, like, just impose my own personality on Benny. You, you wanted to live totally outside yourself and be someone who likes apricots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my God. The majesty. <laughs> D&D is wild. It's surreal. What a Tuesday. Just like, <laughs> just play this game just to, just to get away from everything. Just become, you know, the kind of person that might, might enjoy an apricot. It's, oh uh, it feels like the thing in the real world you really need to get away from is us. <laughs> <laughs> but we're right here with you in your nightmares. For those listeners who thought that dragons were exotic. <laughs> Charlie, why don't you try and rip that one off? <laughs> Fruit-related stuff. Go, Vander. I'm Charlie and I play Vander Finnick. Unfortunately for Vander, a horribly disfigured creature, uh, though he is human. And before his disfigurement, he actually did uh, a lot of complex statecraft and he was quite a smart cookie. Um, part of that was administration. He was, um, if he'd met the modern spreadsheet, he would have been quite a dab hand, which is topical because the DM has shared a spreadsheet. And it's um, given that he's meant to work with them. I mean, it looks like a lucky dip to me. It's absolutely, I don't know. You've, oh you've completely God. dismantled the Y and the X axis and I just had to get that in. So there we go. So your fun fact that makes the audience care is Vanda would be good at spreadsheets, but he's not because they don't exist. <laughs> and the guy yeah, who plays him really cares about spreadsheets. <laughs> I mean, again, I may not have understood our audience. Would anyone, would anyone like to take back what they said about my fact at this point? <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. it was, those were the good old days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I look back fondly on those times. It was definitely top two. 
I can't get past this spreadsheet. I appreciate it's a cheap shot. But oh, God. Yeah, we need oh, to talk about I thought it. it was the ego thing that would be the uh, <laughs> sticking point. No, no, no. No, no. It's never his fault. It's always someone else's. Externalize that hate there, Chuck. I'm in the character of Vanda, so if that happens. <laughs> Legitimately worried now. Hello. I'm Alex. I'm playing Augustus Zeno. And my fact is that although Augustus is unimaginably rich, he also gets sad, just like you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of the people. Between that and apricots, what a treat. He's <laughs> one of us. Was that propaganda? Uh, I think I'd like to think it veered across into propaganda, yeah. Oh. Subtle. I've just added propaganda as one of my skills <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh god. Well, we have four of the least likable characters in DD history. Let's get stuck into this week's chapter of Dice Company. So last time you wonderful people found refuge in the small hidden village of Haven, nestled in the foothills of the Pythereal Mountains, you met the leader of the harmonious group called Caelan, along with a series of locals, including Haven's blind elven elder, Lorian. Having settled in and feasted on delicious shrimp found in the shimmering pools, Lorian has asked you to investigate a nearby cave and kill a large creature which has been prowling the forest for a few days. In exchange, he's willing to offer you any item carved by Gregor, the local artisan, along with one of his two intricately carved short bows. With the evening's festivities lulling as everyone finishes the feast of shrimp soup, the few remaining people in the communal hut are sat on comfortable woven chairs and sofas. Lorian makes sure to ask Gregor to bring you torches to help illuminate the forest as you go. Is there anything you would like to do before setting off? Uh, Tok will take out his um, bullseye lantern and uh, light it. So basically, it's better than a normal lantern because you can point it at places. Who, who's on this little jaunt? Is it all of us, or is Vanda back on the back on the boat? Uh, all of you are there at the moment because Vanda didn't want to miss out on shrimp soup. How many of you are going to take a torch? I'm guessing Tok isn't because of his lantern. I have a hooded lantern. I was going to say, should we just assume we're lit up like Battlestar Galactica? Because <laughs> the problem is that then everything can see you. <laughs> Uh, Augustus, are you taking a lamp, lantern, or torch? Do you have a lamp or a lantern? And if not, would you like a torch? Yes, torch. Lovely. Was there anything else you would like to do before you leave? Not for me. I'm ready. I was born ready. Yeah, but are you ready now? You move through the thick jungle forest, following the instructions given to you by Lorien, and carrying the variety of torches you hold in your hands. Um, There is a cacophony of crickets around you, and the inky blackness of the jungle forest at night is occasionally punctured by a break in the tree canopy and a beam of surprisingly bright moonlight. Not to mention, you're all lit up like Christmas trees. Despite assurances it would only take you ten minutes, you actually spend nearly half an hour walking before you find yourself at the entrance of the cave. The opening is only around three foot high, about twenty feet wide, and long creeper vines hang over the entrance, giving the impression of an open mouth with a bushy moustache. The ground around the entrance is a soup of reddish-brown mud and deep puddles of water. Even from this distance, there is a distinct smell of rot and decay. So, checking above this large cave mouth bit, are there any uh, obvious eyes (laughs) to complete the skull motif? Or is it uh, merely like a cave at the bottom? Just a cave at the bottom. Can I have a look around for any signs of 
footprints or anything like that, which might give us more of an indication of what it is we're dealing with. Yeah, you can give me investigation or survival check. I'll give you an investigation check. Thank you. Uh, 16. You find a set of pawed footprints leading into the cave. They're quite large. He shows the beast of an ass and so forth. Uh, can I try and identify what creature would have left them? Yep. Uh, give me a nature check, please. Okay, and I will guide myself. No! Not that I need to, because Tok rolled a 25, so it's 27. I know all of nature! These are the portraits of a large lion creature that you know to be called a manticore. Does anyone know how hardcore that? It sounds pretty uh, pretty tough. I think maybe we should send Benny in. Scout, scout the location ahead of yeah. us. He can sneak, <laughs> he's fine. The rest of us are in danger. Carry some stakes to distract it. Um, do we do we know anything about manticles? Uh, you know that they are hybrid creatures similar to the cockatrice. They are have the body of a lion and the wings of a bat, and they are quite vicious. Do they do they have like a poisonous tail or something? Yeah, I was thinking they might have a poisonous tail. I can't remember off the top of my head because of my prep work is second to none. Uh, let's <laughs> let's say they've got a scorpion's tail as well. <laughs> oh, well done, Harry, for reminding him. Do they, is there anything else he's got? Does he spit fire? Harriet, anything else you want to add to it? <laughs> uh, they breathe poverty. <laughs> oh, I'm staying out. <laughs> Augustus does not do poverty. Surely this is exactly <laughs> when I, we need our man of the people. <laughs> yeah. He feels emotions like the common folk. <laughs> he's feeling too sad at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's not really up for it. Strikes me, we're at mouth of a mouth of a cave, which would be the perfect place to lay some sort of a trap if we could get it to come come out and wander into it. Anyone got anything that might be useful for that sort of malarkey? That's actually a rather good idea, Benny. Well, I don't like to have a fair fight if I can avoid it. Come on, Tok. Tok's got something for everything, isn't he? Tok's the best. Not a ton. Uh, Tok's got some, some rope. I mean, make a net. I think that would take too long. Um, honestly, I'm not. I'm not really set up for that. How about you, Vander? Are you, are you more of a head-on fighter? <laughs> <laughs> Very kind of you to say, Benny. I do like the trap idea, but it appears that. The best we can offer in the way of traps is to wait at the entrance of the cave and hit it with a stick. That being the case, I think we just need to investigate. Well, I mean, I've got, got a bag of ball bearings, which I could set down at the mouth of the cave, which would maybe cause it to trip, but I don't know. There is deep mud there, Benny. That's a very good point, Toc. That's not going to work, is it? I think you should throw your ball bearings in the mud and let's see. I could attempt to lure it out by replicating the sound of a prey animal. Interesting. Uh, Tok takes out a small crystal from his um, uh, his bag at his uh, his waist and um, taps it slightly, and you can hear uh, what's going to be an appropriate prey animal for uh, like the uh, meowing of a cat or something similar. Okay, with the cat crystal, not to be confused with the dog biscuit pebble. Both great pubs. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, he taps the crystal again and it makes another uh, another sound of Vander saying, uh, uh, complaining, basically. <laughs> it says, it can make many sounds. Fascinating. I must say, gentlemen, I can't quite see how getting the animal to charge out of the mouth of the cave is necessarily helping us. I'm in danger of agreeing with Vander here and perhaps we ought just to make a careful investigation See if we perhaps catch it napping. You think we should proceed through the mouth of the cave? I think you should proceed through the mouth of the cave, Tok. Agreed. Excellent. Tok has begun to move towards the mouth of the cave. Um, are you attempting to do it in any way stealthily, or are you just walking straight in? Well, Tok's probably least likely to be able to catch it napping, isn't he? Because he's not a very stealthy chap. I don't think Tok is built for, for stealth, no. Good point. Let's send Benny. 
Tok, why don't why don't you and I stand either side of the mouth? To start with, at least. Benny can make the first foray inside. Just a little. And if he doesn't see anything straight away, we'll follow in. Agreed. Yeah, at the risk of ripping off quite a, a decent franchise. Why don't we send our burglar? Thanks, lads. Always knew I could count on you. <laughs> yeah, I th- rather think Vander ought to stay with Tok in case rapid motion is required in a retreating sort of way. Right behind you, Benny. About 20 miles behind you. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing, Benny? You've been given instructions by your team. Presumably you're pouring the ground, right? <laughs> John? I'm going to lower the hood of my lantern. Ooh. So it only casts uh, dim light for five yards. And I'm going to start sneaking forward to my death. <laughs> <laughs> As he does, I will uh I will prov- I'll prov- talk will provide guidance uh for Benny and set by saying uh stay out of the deep mud. Thanks, Dark. And if you've got if you've got ten minutes I could make an inspirational speech. We should at least consider that we'll never see Benny again. Um <laughs> two oh. hours and then leave if we don't <laughs> We could tie a rope to him, give it a tug every now and again. <laughs> uh, Benny, can I have a stealth uh, check, please? And you can add a d4 for guidance if you want. That's a d4 for Tox. Unbearable guidance. Well, I'll stick with my 23 for stealth, thank you. My word. Uh, Benny, you get down low um, and you realise that the mud is ankle deep. Uh, it's cold and wet and horrible and your clothes, which have been freshly washed, are now immediately dirty again. I was going to say, a waste of a lovely bath. And with a bit of quiet from the rest of the group, you sneak into the cave. The smell of rotten decay is horrible, pungent here. It takes all of your willpower not to gag. There appears to be a selection of bones by your feet that have been stripped of all flesh. All right, so I guess I'll go a little further into the cave. I have attempted to sneak as close to the mouth of the cave as I can without going in. Okay. And you find a small entranceway of the cave that leads further in. Um, it's pitch black where you are. Can I have a, like a, a listen? See if I can hear anything from deeper in the cave. Yeah, give me a perception check. The ever-rare owl perception check. 15. Maybe you can add a d4 if you need. Oh yeah, I'll add a d4 to that one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 3, so 18 total. You can hear a very faint buzzing ahead. Got a fridge in there. It's an old desktop PC. Um, I'm going to sneak out and report back, if I may. You may. A bit further into the cave, there's a very narrow gap. And beyond that, I can hear a noise, a bit like a some sort of buzzing. Feels like that's got to be a creature, right? But it's a good, uh, yeah, there's a good, there's a good spot, which would, you know, it's a bottleneck. We could probably trap it in there and... Uh, Make it difficult for us for it to, to really come at us. I wonder if we could set a fire to prevent it, trap it in there. Most creatures do not like fire. Um, can I have I seen any decent um, like uh, dry wood um, in the jungle? Oh, in the jungle, yeah. There's there's, there's plenty of dry wood out there. The the issue you'll have like with dead wood. Yeah, issue you'll have with starting a fire is that it's it's basically thick mud throughout the cave and kind of puddles everywhere. You can, doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Just be aware. Any fire would have to be on a platform above the mud. Yeah, not sure how we're doing that, to be honest. Maybe it's a non-starter. You could lay down sticks as a base and then set the fire on top. Like basically, you lay down like sticks like um, folded over, so you put a whole bunch in one way, a bunch the other way, and then set a fire on top of those, and it'll float above the, above the mud. Stealth check from everyone, please. 21. That wasn't going to be the problem, was I? 
17. <laughs> six. Oh, six as well. Is that? Have you got heavy armor on? Uh, apparently, is that a thing? So that automatically gives me disadvantage, does it? It does. <laughs> I'm planking around in the mouth of the cave. Well, on the plus side, it turns out top. Talk's actually better at stealth than you. <laughs> I don't need to conceal myself. In fact, it would be a, an insult to the world were I to try. Okay, you may continue. Might have heard all my clanking. Right, I'm frightened now. Talk will go um, collect some firewood if everyone uh, thinks that's a good idea. It's great, yeah. I mean, the last time we started a fire, it was quite fun. So let's do that. Let's, let's make that our answer to everything. <laughs> uh, so give me a nature check or investigation check, please. Uh, 13 for investigation. Uh, yeah, you find a, a handful of uh, dry wood sticks, twigs, etc., which are able to gather quite quickly near the entrance of the cave. Okay, I will come back and, yeah, basically let Benny um, direct me as to where he wants to set the fire. Like, do we want to put it on the outside of the cave where it can burn in the open or inside the cave? Because that's going to make it smoky really quick. It'd probably leave if we set a fire inside the cave. Um, well, I was thinking we'd do it in the inside of the cave to... Duck will hand you the wood, then. Is this a good idea? <laughs> if you want to do it stealthily. But generally speaking, is setting a fire a good idea? I was, you know, I was hoping, yeah, because it's going to it's gonna come out quicker. We're not going to be able to barricade it in with the fire, are we? Fighting it in the open may be an advantage. That's a good question. Good point, actually. Tok's going to just investigate the, uh, the lip of the cave a little bit, see how structurally sound it is. Okay. I don't know what exactly that would be in terms of a check. Um, he's looking... Looking to see if you could cause a cave in. Okay. Uh, let's do investigation, maybe? Okay. Uh, another solid 13 on that one. It looks quite solid and ancient, the cave. It would take a huge amount of force to cause a cave in, especially as you don't know how deep the cave goes. Fair enough. Also, it's been nicking stuff, so I think people probably want that back. Basically, we're confident this is a thing we have to kill, right? It's just a bad cre- It's a, you know, it's a monster we have to fight. Mm-hmm. Manticores are not natural. They are evil. So why don't Benny, Vander, and I stand either side of the cave mouth, hiding. Tok stands slightly back at the front, bang some pots to pan and pans together, and let's jump it when it comes running out. I don't see that anything else we've talked about gives us any greater advantage than that. Can I have perception checks from everyone, please? Oh, I think I think that's shortly going to be the plan. <laughs> uh, nine. Eleven. Uh, Fourteen. Nine. Banda, your passive perception is 17, I believe. Yes, it is. <laughs> while you are all standing around discussing what to do, and while Tok holds two handfuls of dried wood, you see a shadow flicker near the mouth of the cave, but it is gone in an instant. Gentlemen, we're not alone. I would prepare yourself for combat. Okay, Tok will drop the wood and get a spirit shield. I'll draw my bow. Gustus changes into his fighting clothes from D.B. Agios. Thunder, where was the other presence? I saw, or more to the point, sensed a flicker in the cave mouth. Let's just assume that what Benny heard wasn't a giant bumblebee, and uh, that what it is is going to do some significant harm, shall we? I mean, just as an aside, I can't think of anything scarier than a giant bumblebee. <laughs> Um, no. while, while you continue... Tuckle prepare to dodge, just say, in the mouth <laughs> no, of the No, he won't, because I was speaking first. <laughs> but that was because they were taking too long. Well, I know. <laughs> Bees. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have engaged with us on the B. <laughs> <laughs> we give you a B minus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right. As you were standing around, chit-chatting in the middle of the night outside a dangerous cave, loudly. I now see that was an error. 
you are suddenly met with a cacophony of buzzing all around your heads. Pointing, you're looking up to the sky, you see a group of horrid flying creatures that look like a cross between a large bat and an oversized mosquito. The leg ends in sharp hisses and it has long needle-like proboscis which slash in the air. Everyone, please roll initiative. Twelve. No, yes, twelve, yeah. Seven. Natural one. Natural twenty for the gentleman. So I'm thinking Sturges. Uh, if you if you want, you can spend your turn uh, doing a nature check. See if you know this one as well. I might I might spend it defending. Augustus, top of the round. Augustus raises an eyebrow, and then these uh, these creatures are now within striking range. Right, they're low enough to hit with a sword. Yep, one of them is in fact uh, whooping towards you at high speed. Well, bad news for you, little Desquito, because I am armed with a rapier, which I use now to great effect. 24. That is great effect. That is a hit. A fine hit. A, f- a palpable hit. Please roll for damage. Eight. Pierce my heart. Please tell me the story of how you kill the weird flying creature. Well, I raise the aforementioned eyebrow, and as it swoops down, I swish the rapier through the air, and it simply falls into two pieces and slithers to the ground as if it was never here. It does, with the added benefit of a what appears to be a large amount of blood splatters over the front of your lovely top. Wow, how lovely. I look forward to the pain of making someone clean this for me. Talk! <laughs> Put that on the spreadsheet and smoke it. And next up, it's the creatures. Okie dokie. So we'll start with the one that is attacking Benny. Comes at you with a long pincer-like proboscis uh, as it launches its attack. 18. That's a hit. So that's seven piercing damage. Uh, So the proboscis plunges into Benny's skin and the creature attaches itself to him. Next up is the one who is attacking Vanda. 14. Uh, Okay. My armor is 11. I'm going to go for shield. So you, um, there's a, there's a ripple of energy that appears around you, Vanda, as the creature attempts to stab you and you see that it's proboscis gets kind of bent uh, and is unable to pierce your skin. It kind of spins around in a bit of a frenzy. Luckily, there's a second one there to do it. 22 is a hit for six piercing damage. So you take five, your five temporary hit points are immediately gone and you take one further damage from your actual hit points. So please remove one. Oh my god. The creature's proboscis is now embedded in your chest as its kind of feet wrap around you and it begins to suck blood out of you. It's okay, it'll detach after it's drained 10 hit points worth of blood from you. (laughs) That's reassuring. So Augustus casts a worried glance. Idea. I just want to point out how much magic I've had to use to ward off effectively <laughs> a mosquito. I am bending space and time over here. Uh, the next one is attacking Tok for 16. Nope. And then the other two are attacking at advantage for 22. That'll be a hit. Please take four piercing damage and 15. No. Okay, so two of them attempt to stab into Tok's wooden parts between his armor. Um, The third one is actually able to do it, and it awkwardly attaches itself to the automaton. And you can see at the back is a kind of almost clear sack, which on the others is filling with blood being drained out of Benny and Vander. But this appears to be like an amberish looking liquid is being sucked out of Tok. Somehow it's worse. Yeah, Tok does not look happy about this. Uh, and finally, there is one attacking Augustus. 18. Uh, do the fine clothes help at all? What's your AC? 60. So that's a hit. 
for seven piercing damage, please. Okay. Once again, this surge attaches itself to you as well. Is that going to affect my ability to cut it in two pieces? You can, of course, attack the creature with no problems. I mean, there are problems. I mean, there are very, very big fucking problems right now. Banda. Uh, I am going to cast Magic Missile. You can you can target three different creatures if you wish. The two who are attacking you and the one who is sucking my blood right now. You look so outnumbered there, Augustus. That's all right. You can, we can give you some more WD-40 anytime. This guy's taking my blood. Sounds like a plan. Uh, Vanda, please highlight which, which ones are you targeting? Uh, so the two on me and the one on Augustus then. Uh, so Vanda, even with the creature attached to you, you're able to lift your cane into the air and three glowing red darts fire out. Two smash into the two Sturges, which are around you, and the third one hits Augustus. Please tell me the story of how they all die. Yes! Hang on, hits Augustus? I die? The one attacking <laughs> Augustus. <laughs> Why did you aim for the one attacking Augustus? <laughs> I know, it seems madness, doesn't it? <laughs> A sense of social hierarchy and order. It, free, it frees him up It frees him up to attack with advantage. Uh, who? Well, he can attack one of your free bats. <laughs> well, unlike, unlike the thief who could attack with sneak attacks or, or talk his back Anyway, Banda, tell me the story. Well, it's, it's a story with a sad, sad ending, clearly, because I'm going to get take a lot of shit for this. Um, okay, so uh, I uh, my hand whips up, as you say, and two bolts sail straight into the bats in front of me. I turn in the same sweep, and the third bolt flies past Tok and strikes the other bat in the wing. It spirals to the ground, and I'm going to give Augustus the assist there. He just stamps on it, but I get the kill. <laughs> I carefully clean my boot on the grass. It, it doesn't. It doesn't come out. Uh, why is it important? Why is it important to you who gets the kill? It's weird. What a weird <laughs> thing to say. Gong top killer right here. <laughs> Guy's an absolute savage. Spreadsheet hero. Sorry, Benny. <laughs> Described as a man without pride or ego. <laughs> Vander is number one when it comes to pest control. <laughs> uh, would you like to move, Vander? Uh, no, I would not. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, talk. Uh, Tok is going to stab at the uh, the Sturge that's currently trying to suck his blood. That's an 18 to hit. That is a hit. Please uh, roll for damage. Five damage. Please tell me the story of how you kill this one. Uh, well, Tok is just going to use his shield to smash the proboscis off its, um, off its head and then stab it when it's on the ground and then turn to one of the other ones. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Tok's first kill in combat. Round of applause. <laughs> impressive. impressive. We believed in you. Yeah. <laughs> could have could have killed it like a bagpipe, which I feel missed. <laughs> missed. <laughs> I feel like Tox not going to kill with flourishes. <laughs> it, it's a creature with two hit points, everyone. Two hit points. <laughs> that guard with the door was before combat. I mean, was... <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking if it'd be more or less embarrassing the time that we all got killed while out shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever top the shopping death ever. <laughs> My God, that's so bad. Tox, any other actions? Uh, no, Benny. Uh, I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna stab this character that is uh, attempting to drain my blood. Sixteen is a hit. Roll for damage. Thank goodness for that. Seven piercing. Tell me the story. I uh, shove my short sword into the sturge and lift it out of my of myself with my knife and have it impaled on the on the short sword and then flick it off. Disgusted. Um, your your muddy clothes are now covered in your own blood as well. Yeah. It's been such a nice evening. Such a nice evening. Um, any movement or any further actions? 
Okay, back to the top of the round with Augustus. Okay, so if I go to here, do I get advantage on this? You certainly do. Chap. Uh, so I'll do that. I'll bring the old rapier out again. 20. Roll for damage. 11. Unnecessary. Yeah, I don't think you can not kill it at that yeah. point. Tell me the story, please, Augustus. In a break from his tradition of... Uh, hang on. I've lost a word. Extreme wealth. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, normally there's seven around. <laughs> the bat dies of poverty. <laughs> <laughs> Does it die of sadness? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Uh, in a break from his normal swaggering style, he just jams his rapier up its butt. <laughs> um, as you do so, the rapier is covered in a kind of thick, viscous amber liquid. It's very sticky. <laughs> Augustus looks disgusted about everything that's happening around him. <laughs> it is extremely difficult to wash off. And the memory even more difficult to get rid of. Um, the one remaining Sturge attacks Tok with a 16. Nah. Uh, yeah, so once again, the proboscis is bent by smashing into Tok's heavy armour. Uh, Vanda. I cast Mind Spike. I rolled a 15. Is a hit. And how much damage did you do? Two. <laughs> Two. Fantastic. Exactly what you needed. Please tell me the story of how this sturge. <laughs> oh, wait, there was two. Was two the, the minimum required to kill. It's literally how much they have. The bat has a, a very minor headache and uh, flutters to the ground, whimpers, and basically passes away. It's, uh, it's a fairly peaceful death for a bat, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of blood out of an ear, something like that. Fantastic. And August, Augustus feels <laughs> slightly sad. <laughs> because he has feelings like, like we do. That's lovely. Exactly. Little known fact about uh, aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> really tempted to describe its butt exploding now because of, you know, what. <laughs> no, won't do that. It's uh... um, You guys are out of combat. Um, please have a discussion about what you're going to do next and how you're going to approach the rest of this dungeon that you won't go into well, i think that went well i think we can all agree it went, on guys i i have used so much magic yeah to... I, th I think that was just the um appalling I, I think that was just like a small thing that dom did to encourage us to actually go into the dungeon yeah that was the aperitif i don't think that was actually like the, the quest or anything okay, well, that was just while the dm is away we cannot let vanda get into combat i have just i've just blown so much magic to try and ward off a dingbat you used magic on that last one when we were four to one against the thing with only two hit points. Yeah, I just used huge amounts of magic. You were just trying to pad your stats there. Yeah, mm. <laughs> quite clearly. It's like someone someone who slides in in football to reach a ball that's already going in to get the tap in and steal it from a buddy. Those flies were dropping like flies already. Tough crowd. What's the plan? Uh, we're going to pile in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we get uh, Tox. Yeah, we're going to try and corner it in the narrow bit. Tox going to sort of try and dodge a bit, block it a bit, and yeah. me and Benny are very bravely going to fire projectiles and poke with long sticks from a distance. Okay. So yeah, Tox going to be the uh, the anvil. There'll be the hammer. Vander will hide Kara in a corner somewhere and conserve his hit points and spells. So the plan is for you guys to enter the cave. I'll bring up the rear if you don't mind, chat. Right, stealthy as stealthy as we can, please, lads going to wait for Benny to do hand signals to, to <laughs> bring Tok forwards. The giant robot tiptoes into the cave. So you guys head towards the entrance to the cave, ducking down. All of you are now caked in mud from the ankle down. Work your way through the therapy like mud. Got my lantern dimmed again. And I will likewise dim mine. 
following Benny's example. So when I get to this point, I gesture to the others that this is the point to. Yeah. Okay. So they're gonna set up here. I'm gonna stealth my way a little deeper. Give me a stealth check. Um, I'll motion for Vanda to maybe step back a little way out of actual melee range. Vanda shuffles irritably back a step. <laughs> a rare, a rare stealth fail from Benny. Oh no! Hey Benny, <laughs> what, what'd you roll, Benny? <laughs> Rolled a natural one, dummy, for uh, seven overall. He drops a tray of champagne glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you place your foot into a particularly thick piece of mud, and there is a sound which echoes down the corridor ahead. Can I hear anything? You wait for a moment, and there is no response to the sound you've made. Well, goodbye, Benny. Yeah. Well, 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 team, it's been fun. And I'm going a little further into this cave. You go up this pipe. You begin to head down the corridor, squelching with every step. Oh, it's the stealth track's truly fucked, is it? <laughs> well, it was a natural one. We may as well follow him at this point, surely. <laughs> he's accidentally come. He's, he's forgotten to take off his one-man band suit. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to come sprinting back in a minute to the, to the bottleneck. <laughs> got pictures of the Mary Poppins, you know. The... <laughs> but you're just carrying on <laughs> we I'm coming to... We obviously don't want to leave you too far exposed, so we're holding back, but we're kind of... We're ready to use that bottleneck, bottleneck if we How can. How about, yeah, if we, if we move back to the bottleneck before anything comes, then it'll have to... So keep going, Benny. We we believe in you. So again, Vandy, you probably don't want to stand in the place that we're just about to run through. Vandy irritably shuffles back again. Squelch, squelch, squelch. No response. It'd be hilarious if the manticore comes home now and finds Vander reversing. <laughs> Hello, little morsel. Why does the sound of furious flatulence and one-man bands in such as, as you move along the corridor, Benny, uh, you notice that it begins to widen out a bit. And to the southwest of where you currently stand, there is an opening in which we go into another room within the cave. A narrow opening? It is around 12 and a half feet wide. Um, at this point, I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Hello. And then I start running backwards. Your voice echoes throughout the cave. Tock will uh, just lean over to Augustus and say, uh, he is not very stealthy today, is he, Augustus? <laughs> no, Tock, he certainly is not. Band is just leaning on his cane and sighing. Can I have perception checks, please? From everybody. Everybody. Uh, 16. 22. There was that when I needed it. 11. Uh, 16. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> We're all pretty high and no one seems to have perceived anything. Yeah, I was going to say. Is anything <laughs> happening? I should be able to see the stars above, shouldn't I? Uh, okay. I say, well, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Something happening, but on the beyond the realm of our mortal senses. Should we uh, Should we give it a minute and then advance yeah talk, talk a minute, even. if we're not doing stealth and uh, he will he will prepare to dodge if anything large and scary jumps out of the uh, shadows at him i like how you try and make sure that you've got a dodge in there <laughs> to avoid <laughs> any chance of you being i mean that's not how this works and you know it <laughs> <laughs> you can prepare actions <laughs> I'd love to go to the pub with Harry and just watch him preemptively dodge every time anyone comes near us. <laughs> Isn't that uh, how everyone goes to the pub? Vander, uh, old boy, I suggest you come forward with us. Vander very grudgingly starts to fall forwards. Um, Tuck, what have you got your hooded lant your lantern out? Oh, uh, yeah, he will. 
as you call out, you can hear your voices echoing within the cavern. And as you head towards the entrance to the next room, you notice that the, the ceiling kind of sharply veers upwards. Look up, Tok. Yeah, uh, Tok will look around. Tok, as you, as you reach the entrance ahead of you, you can see the enormous form of a manticore. It is staring northward. Doesn't appear to have either seen us or isn't paying attention to us. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's standing on all fours and staring northwards. Uh, can I see anything for it to be looking at? I don't think I can, can I? No, nope, not from where you are. And before you move any further, please tell the rest of the team what you'd like them to do. And no one step beyond the point that Tok is at at the moment. I'll motion for the uh, other two ranged guys to come up and think maybe we should, should make do some uh, surprise round shooting. I'll use it with hand signals. The shambles steadily down. So presumably, uh, Dom, I couldn't see anything in the cave for it to be looking at. Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, 14. It appears to be staring into the blackness of a huge cavern. Um, There is a very deep blue kind of pool of water here. It appears to be looking in that direction. Um, It doesn't appear to be moving at all. Like not even breathing? Not that you can see. But not like turned to stone like the uh, cockatrice statue things? No. Okay. I guess uh, Tok will go and investigate and the rest of you can uh, prepare to shoot it if it starts attacking me. Okay, so Tok, you can move up to the creature, and everyone else can move up to 30 feet in a direction you choose. Tok is very definitely, I know you're obviously making fun about this, but Tok is very definitely going to prepare to dodge if this thing moves. <laughs> He's also ready to guide himself. It literally has not moved a muscle since I moved in. No. So I'll poke it with a stick. Oh, it's right there. Tok's yeah. right next to it. I did three hours. I'm just going to go back a bit. I didn't realise I could see it. <laughs> I'm just going to go back 35 miles. <laughs> uh, Tok, as you approach the manticore, you notice that there is a hole where its right eye should have been. Uh, as you lean in closer and poke it, a spider climbs out of the hole and skitters away into the darkness. Oh, grim. So is it... Does it, I mean, I'm guessing it looks really dead. Oh, it's definitely dead. Okay. And, and actually, as you investigate further, it looks like it's been hollowed out as well. Ooh. Um, okay, I will... I don't think there's any reason... I'll tell the rest of the group that. I don't think there's any reason to shout, but I'm not going to be, like, super stealthy about that. And then I'm going to... There's water? Uh, I'll look up at the ceiling, see if there are any spiders up on the ceiling. And... Now I look at it, I, I wonder if there are some webby-type things around here. Okay. Um, Top, give me a perception check, please. Uh, that'll be a 20. Cool. Um... Aim your lantern up into the corners of the cavern, and it goes up about, I don't know, maybe 60 feet into the air. It's a really high cave. Um, And as you turn around next to where Augustus is standing, you suddenly see the long, black, hairy legs unfurling around a corner high up uh, as a giant spider appears and launches itself down. Augustus, can I have a uh, dexterity saving throw, please? Nine? That's more than... Eight, which is how many legs the spider has. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, Augustus, above you, and point with my spear. And as he points with his decorative spear, <laughs> his decorative his, extra his long butter knife. Pointer. <laughs> it's claimed a life. One. <laughs> you look up just in time to see a giant spider repelling from the roof, and then your vision is clouded by a sudden white, sticky substance which splats you in the face. Before you know what's happening, taken off your feet and spun rapidly, and you're unable to move as your body is encased in webbing. Roll initiative. Woo! 20. 9. 
nine, seven. And well, to be fair, I haven't got much initiative. I've just been fucking wrapped in spider webs and swooped away from lunch. There's not been an evening of big rolls for me. Well, let's hope that changes in your very brave and daring spider attack that you're about to launch. I don't know. It looks well fed. Maybe we should call it here and retreat. Leave Augustus. Stupid robot. <laughs> uh, Vanda, you are top of the round. What would you like to do? I'm, I'm tempted. You're going to have to explain the mechanics of sleep to me. Any chance? <laughs> <laughs> now is not the time for napping. <laughs> what happens if Vanda is super smoothy? Incredible betrayal. I get rolled up in spiderweb. Okay, so, so, so the sleep spell, you would need to uh, roll over the hit point total of the giant spider with 5d8. So I need to get the hit points down first, basically. I mean, you could try it. You, you could get enough hypothetically, if it was a good enough roll. Yeah, that's a waste of a shot, really, isn't it? So I need to, need to do something else. Um, I am going to... Uh, I'm going to cast Mind Spike. 22. Please roll for damage. Nine. Nice. Very nice. The spider drops its lunch. I'm going to obliterate the spider's hypothalamus. The spider's legs begin to tremble <laughs> as it lands on the floor, and for a second it looks like it's about to curl up and fall onto its back and manages to fight free of the psychic attack of Vanda. I, I want to point out, if the spider does kill us all and survive this combat, it's going to suffer uh, you know, alterated mind state for the rest of its life. Yeah, it's going to spend an incredible amount of its money on therapy. <laughs> what, whatever makes you feel happy, buddy. Whatever makes you feel happy. Oh, try life without hypothalamus, Dom. Uh, the, the spider is infuriated with Vanda's behavior. Of course he is. He's not acting <laughs> rationally. Oh shit! Um, so the spider spider begins climbing up the wall and onto the ceiling, and then skitters along over the rest of you and drops down onto Vanda. Vanda, please give me a dexterity saving throw. Because my dexterity, I'm all about dexterity. <laughs> Damn it! I'm all about dexterity. Do a flip. <laughs> 18 somehow the giant spider bits webbing in your direction and somehow vanda despite his broken form potentially because he's so terrified of the giant spider crawling towards him manages to dodge uncannily out of the way and the webbing hits the floor behind him a little help here chat uh, the spider jumps back onto the ceiling uh benny i'm trying to establish i'm gonna be able to hide at the end of my go <laughs> It, I mean, it, it would be normally pitch black, but obviously you guys have got it lit up like a Christmas tree. So um, you would you could probably find a corner to hide around, providing no one was shining a light in that direction. Oh, they're shining light in place. Well, I mean, technically, Augustus, whilst he has a light source on him, he's wrapped in spider silk, so I can't imagine he's actually lighting anything up at the moment, is he? Point out, Augustus is, is sat there wrapped in spider goo. And the spider is now attacking the cripple of our group. And Benny's thinking, I need to hide. Yeah, well, it's, that's typical roguelike behavior, isn't it? I mean, I'm making this spider goo look pretty good. Ooh, Benny, without any opinions from the peanut gallery, what would you like to do? I'm going to shoot the, t uh, I'm going to shoot the spider with my sneak attack because he's engaged. Oh, he's not engaged with Thunder, is he? No, but nice try. I respect the hustle. Uh, 25 for the short bow is a hit please roll for damage seven piercing that uh, yet yeah, so you look up um at the spider that is currently glued to the ceiling above vanda uh, and you fire a shot from your short bow which pierces into his bulbous abdomen um there's vanda you see a little bit of kind of green sticky ichor 
fall down onto your face as you're looking up at the thing. And then I'm going to attempt to use my bonus action to uh, hide in the corner. Oh, done. I like I like where your head's at. Top, it's your turn. Before your turn, could you please give me a dexterity saving throw? More spiders. There are another spider nearby. 16. Please take your turn. <laughs> the, 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 the everything okay here silence is the scariest thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, right. Tok is going to try and free Augustus from his web. Um, just literally just tear chunks of it off. Strength check, please. Uh, as he does so, uh, Vanda, you'll probably see um, Tok's armor is like going to um, crackle slightly with like a blue, a little bit of electricity going on there. Five to this roll. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> oh my god, you left yeah. me in combat with the giant spider. Yeah. So, and, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming that wasn't enough. That... It is a DC 12 strength check. Wow. So you attempt to rip the webbing off of Augustus, um, but it's just so sticky that your hands begin to kind of get lost within it. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? Write the spider a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Apologise. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll snatch up my spear and shield and move next to Vanda so that I'm like and try and guard him essentially. So spear and shield up at the spider. But... Like it. Okay, uh, Augustus, you can do you can do a strength check to attempt to break free of the webbing. That's what I have to do now, basically. Well, I mean, you could just lay there and think about life. I guess. <laughs> 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 Anyone got smoke? <laughs> Natural 20. 23. I burst out like Hulk Hogan out of a yellow t-shirt. Literally, Tog having spent six seconds. I weakened it for him. <laughs> the webbing suddenly explodes out. Flex a tricep. And um, standing there with his hands on his hips and his chiseled jaw gleaming in the darkness. And a cigarette in his mouth. A lit cigarette that he puffs it out. <laughs> Hey, boys. Uh, would you like to move? Can I help Banda's situation by piling in over there? Or is the spider now... Can I, uh, is yeah. there any value in me doing that? So it's on the ceiling, so you might as well shoot at it, I guess, if you can. Oh, can I do that? Yeah. Uh, you've used your action to break oh, free. To, yeah. So, so unless you have an attack that is a bonus action, which I don't believe you do, uh, there is no damage you can do this turn. You could come help stop Vanda from getting actually clobbered in combat yeah so i'll go over to here so we're sort of giving the spider a few confusing targets and also i don't want to stand in that doorway because i think there could be more spiders <laughs> cool uh, augustus could you give me a dexterity saving throw please yes of course uh, gentlemen we should be heading for the door oh my god <laughs> minus one i kill myself with my own <laughs> cigarette so you just swallow his own cigarette at this stage <laughs> That, that I was looking so good, and then I swallowed my only cigarette and died. <laughs> Unfortunately, my insides are pure gasoline. Why does one in such a phenomenal roll? Oh my god! I even realised it went to minus. I don't think just... I've ever seen anybody roll negative. <laughs> did, did he just break every bone in his body while running along? So here is what happens: having having exploded out of the webbing. Um, and looking every bit the dashing hero, Augustus charges to the aid of Vanda. And uh, you watch as the tall and elegant movements of Augustus as he sprints across, and for a second you feel like you're going to be well protected, until a long, thick, black, oozing tentacle appears from the west, wraps itself around Augustus' waist, 
and drags him 30 feet away from you. <gasps> oh, damn. Everyone ready to pile in again? Uh, that must have, yeah, that must have, like, come, like, right past me. Can I see, like, do I recognize what the tentacle was from? Like, how chunky is that? Um, you, you're currently looking up at the ceiling, right? At the spider. Yes. I mean, I think we can assume it's a creature with tentacles of at least 30 feet in length. Because I was just standing where it's dragged me to, and it wasn't there then. Back to the top of the round with Vanda. I think my situation has got slightly worse. Okay, another stupid question from me. If I were to cast Grease at Augustus, would that stick him to the floor? No, Gre Grease does the opposite of sticking. <laughs> so I, so it, it might be right. It might drop. It might drop me like a bar of soap. So I think you'll you'll speed up. It's <laughs> <laughs> being dragged. We need to understand the coefficient here. Is he going to be slippery like a bar of soap? <laughs> will I be, or, or, or will I? No, because grease isn't cast on a person, it's grass cast on a location. So you would just be greasing the floor that he's currently sliding <laughs> Dragged along a slip and slide by a tentacle. <laughs> well, that rather changes things. You got anything else in the old tool bag there, Vanda? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Wait, how far can I move? I might be able to. <laughs> as, as, as Augustus has been dragged away, you just see his pleading, rage filled <laughs> eyes fixed on Vanda. Fucking <laughs> do something. Okay. Uh, okay, damn it. I, am I in combat with the spider? If I move, am I disengaging? No, you're fine. Okay. Vanda turns madly and with a speed that you wouldn't really expect him to be able to move at, does manage to get as far as Augustus which I can do, just. And I'm going to get to... That gives me my 10 feet, Dom. Yep. Uh, so just to tell you what you see, uh, as you as you look into the cave where the lake area was, you can see an enormous creature, limey, like a gigantic octopus with many limbs kind of flayed out. <gasps> and it is very slowly dragging itself ashore. One of its tentacles is wrapped around Augustus. Okay. From under my cloak, I produce a heavy flintlock and I point it directly at the tentacle. Now, the flintlock carries cartridges of basically shrapnel and I'm just going to attempt to just blast the limb. Do it at advantage, please. Okay. I hope this works. No minus ones. 22. Yeah, so whipping out from under his coat, Vanda produces kind of sawn off flintlock contraption. Um, please roll for damage. Okay, 1d10 plus 1. So, and I'm... Okay, nine, ten. Uh, so, yeah, you you shoot the tentacle. Uh, there's this cacophonous bang that echoes all the way through the cave. Uh, the tentacle loosens and whips back towards the creature, dropping Augustus. Augustus, please take one damage from the fall. Gladly. I thought <laughs> the bang of that gun was going to have woken up an even bigger squid. <laughs> um, the giant spider is going to drop down on Tok and attempt to bite him. 23. Uh, that will be a hit. Eight piercing damage. Can you please make a constitution saving throw? Nine. Uh, please take seven poison damage. Uh, oh, uh, no, because automaton. Sorry. Uh, automatons have, uh, yeah, resistance. Okay, then please take three poison damage. Do I get advantage? I get advantage on saving throws against being poisoned as well. Cool. Roll another constitution saving throw. 25. Please don't take three poison damage. <laughs> um, so how was eight, eight points eight of damage? Yeah. yeah, eight piercing. 
Okay, well, that's less awful than it would have been. Ah, the large creature is going to slowly drag itself towards you two. Oh, good grief. What the fuck is that? Going to lash a tentacle towards Augustus. 20? What did it just hit him with? Tentacle. Swing and a miss? No, that's definitely it. That's obviously a hit. So please take 13 damage. Ouch. Uh, and you are once again grappled by the tentacle. It's a DC 16 saving throw to get out of the grapple. So basically, I'm nearly, I'm nearly dead and now I'm tied up by an octopus. So a huge tentacle, kind of the one that had grabbed you before, lashes out and smacks you heavily, dropping you to your knees before then coiling itself around you and lifting you five feet into the air. Uh, Benny. That's a hiding game, Benny. How do I actually... <laughs> um, that spider didn't disengage from top, so I'm sneak attacking. Yes, no. you are. Please attack at advantage. Well, I failed stack advantage, but I rolled 19. So. Roll another one just in case, in case you get a crit. Okay, yeah. Please roll again. 17. Okay, well, the first one's a hit. Please roll for damage. 11 total. Please tell me the story of how you kill or how the spider dies. Ah, solid. The arrow comes flying out of the darkness and buries itself in the spider's stomach cavity thing and it explodes in a disgusting spray of venom and guts and all sorts. And other spider pieces. <laughs> in a way that surely counts far more than three bucks and it slumps to the floor, dead. That is excellent. That only counts as one. Tuck, you are, you are splattered with the spray of the spider's innards as Benny's arrow rips through it, killing it. I think I affected its morale as well from how easily I got out of its web. <laughs> uh, Benny, any movement? Uh, yeah, I will. Better be towards us. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sticking around to fight this octopus? Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to stay. <laughs> Tuck. Tox Augustus gonna, does what he chooses. Sorry, carry on, Tox. Tox going to um, charge over with a spear at the giant octopus. And uh, cut the tentacle. Go. Cut the tentacle. I, I tell you what, wait there. Can he even miss with the spear? Might this be the blooding of the spear? He, he's already killed something with a spear today. Just cut the tentacle that's got me and let's get out of here. Uh, 16 to hit. Is a hit. He's roll for damage. <laughs> Tox just runs straight into this giant squid and st- Five damage. Yeah, so with, with the with the with the giant octopus there, Tok just charges past Augustus, who's kind of limply hanging in the air with a blood peering pouring down the side of his mouth. And a cigarette. And a, and a cigarette. Broken. <laughs> and Tok wields his spear as you hear Vander audibly groan. But the spear actually punctures the side of the octopus. Um, and as you pull it out, you can see a thick black ooze comes out from the wound you've created. I mean, if you ran at a barn with a spear, you'd expect to hit it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Great work with your banjo there. Um, Augustus, in order to escape, you need to succeed at a DC 16 strength saving throw. Um, you attempt to wriggle free. Attempt to wriggle free from the tentacle, but are unable to do so. I take a short rest. And you definitely don't. <laughs> Back to the top of with Vander. Again, I produce my heavy flintlock and i'm gonna try and blaze the second uh, tentacle off augustus yes please uh, advantage please okay here we go 19 is a hit roll for damage four you again blaze the weapon 
a tentacle, um, smattering it with all sorts of kind of glass and salt and whatever else is being fired out of the flintlock. It kind of ripples against the thick hide, slimy hide of the octopus, but the tentacle does not let go this time. Bastard. Oh, crap. <laughs> On his next turn, it's just going to shut me in its mouth, isn't it? Panda makes that kind of pained, I'm sorry face. <laughs> to Augustus. Augustus is actually quite heartened by that. Thanks, Vanda. Immensely. Uh, it is the giant <laughs> octopus's turn. It is going to uh, fling Augustus at the wall nearby. It's unkind. Its tentacle, its tentacle can't be very well, though, can it? No. Please roll a d6, Augustus. It's five. Please take five damage. Oh, I'm down. I have five hit points. Cool. Uh, yeah, so the, the tentacle flings Augustus into the wall with a loud thud and a crack uh, and then a thump. You see his unmoving body slump to the floor. I still don't drop my cigarette. With a broken cigarette still. Um, it is then is then going to use its second attack to attack Hop. That is a natural one for a six total. <laughs> Can it fumble? <laughs> so another tentacle lashes at Tok this time but is ineffective as Tok manages to Bob and we any. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot us hits in, a, in an attempt to. Uh... Uh, do you get that advantage? I do because it's engaged with talk. Cool. Twenty one. Is it ten in total? Uh, yeah. So uh, the rest of you see an arrow bursting from the darkness behind you, and it manages to pierce one of the many eyes of the octopus, and it recoils uh, in pain from the attack. Uh, it's looking a little unwell. You and me both, brother. Uh, talk. Uh, I think Tox going to have to carry on attacking this thing. Stab at it, but only for a 12. It's a hit. Ah, well, it is tricky to miss something that size, I guess. Only four piercing damage, though, because, I mean, I can't roll like uh, like Augustus there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the spear, once again, having found its enemy of choice, stabs into the thick hide of the giant octopus. Augustus. And, uh... Hang on, Augustus is dead body would just like to know what just happened uh, i'm rolling death saving throws so if you fail if you fail three you die if you succeed three then you um you stabilize can i can i do anything to help augustus you have any healing spells i do not you can try and stabilize him how do i stabilize him provide medical attention i provide medical attention uh, give me a medicine check oh god Okay. He's seen his fair share of torture. He's probably not that bad at. Uh... <laughs> but what if I've seen calamari injuries before? <laughs> we could talk about that in the debrief. I roll nine because these injuries are new to me and I've never dealt with sucker wounds. You are you are unable to stabilize Augustus. Shit. Um, and this is the giant octopus's turn. Uh, it's going to lash two attacks at Tok. Thirteen. Nope. Sixteen. Nope. So, yeah, it's now wildly thrashing at the enemy close to it. Benefits of carrying a shield. Benny. Well, I'm going to just carry on shooting it, because I have no medical skills. Come out with an excellent party here. Uh, Eleven. Is a hit. Just exactly what you needed. Ten total. Yet another arrow whistles over Vander's head as he kneels beside Augustus, punching him in the chest, trying to wake him up. (laughs) (laughs) Another eye is taken, and now you see that the one half of the giant octopus's body appears limp, but it's still raging with the other side. Hawk. 
Tok is going to um, sidestep. Uh, he's going to um, quickly um, hold his spear in his shield hand with the shield, reach into his pouch and say to Vanda, Vanda, that is not the way. Chuck him a, uh, a small vial. Uh, Vanda can then administer to, um, uh, uh, to old Augustus. And uh, by way of that, I'm casting the Cure Wounds spell. So that will be 1d8 plus 5 damage. So that's 7 damage healed from Augustus. Right. Augustus is not dead. Tuck throws a vial to Vanda, who instinctively manages to catch it in midair, pops the cork off the top and pours it into Augustus's mouth. As he does so, Tuck will say, No, it is a suppository. <laughs> Unfortunately, he says that too late. <laughs> um, and Augustus, you come to, if I may say. Take it, my uh, death saving throw throws were going well. Natural one. So you failed two with one oh, roll. Good grief. Okay, I'm good. Glad I did that then. You wake up with a pounding headache, a fat lip, uh, and you, you feel a general sense of exhaustion, Augustus. That's just the suppository damage. Vanda's <laughs> <laughs> got an unsteady hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, even your fine clothes from D.B. don't bring you any solace at this moment. He feels sad, just like the rest of us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. These are those are my fighting clothes. D.B. The average person feels sad when they get force-fed a suppository after being treated like a <laughs> chew toy by a giant calamari. <laughs> so just imagine what, what the rich feel. <laughs> well, exactly. I'm, I'm not sure whether I want, whether it's worse to be mouth-fed a suppository or suppository fed mouth medicine <laughs> maybe that's going to be another one for our bonus subscribers oh, breaking boundaries <laughs> God, the, the de- this is really on trend for our demographic I think um, and Augustus it is your turn uh, okay well Augustus is going to raise the tone and I guess fire an arrow at the squid right that seems the thing to do yeah, uh, just to give you, just to let you know, you have one point of exhaustion because you are knocked unconscious. So you now move at half speed. Noted. Can I say attack like normal? You can attack as normal. Uh, so I will. Augustus slowly sits up. <laughs> Draws his longbow. <laughs> oh, nine. Terrible. <laughs> with with a kind of black eye coming, <laughs> you, you draw back your bow and arrow. And as you, as you let fly the arrow, Eyes backwards, and you just sadly look at your bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just as a, a brief mechanical interlude for you, Al. Your character is shit at bows. <laughs> like he's really, you're effectively choosing to hamstring yourself every time you try and use a bow. Well, I was too scared. I'm too scared to go any closer to the damn thing. I don't <laughs> have a choice, do I? That's fine. Uh, just, just, um, just so that you're aware. And can you I could pick can up I know... something like a, a javelin or a hand axe or something you could throw, and you'd be amazing at that. <laughs> Would I? Yes. Uh, can I throw my daggers? I've got daggers. Oh, it's too late now because you've yeah. just completed. You'd also no, no, be, be pretty decent here. at throwing daggers as well. Nice. Uh, okay, uh, I would like to... Can I move still? Oh, yeah. Half speed, though. Three squares. So, one, two, three. I'm going to go backwards. Boldly right? charges into uh, combat. Oh, no, the I, other way. What a guy. I'm going to just for the answer story, I'm going to I'm going to be helping him backwards. As far as I can. <laughs> nope, that's not how that works. Ah, <laughs> let's try though. I like you it. You have to run away on your turn, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fortunately, it is your turn, so you uh, can actually. I'm do gonna that. help him backwards. There <laughs> we go. Uh, and I'm gonna turn and cast Mind Spike, Spike style. A glorious twenty-five. 
is a hit. Please roll for damage. That's 10. Please tell me the story of how <laughs> the giant octopus dies. He had exactly nine left. Well, I had nine oh. left, I should say. <laughs> I turn whilst bravely dragging Augustus <laughs> away from the battle. Unhand me, sir. <laughs> and ignoring that unhelpful comment, having just saved his life and the lives of everyone in the cave. Um, I turn and complicated hand movement and cast Mind Spike at the uh, Calamari. Um, I obliterate its memories of its 18th and 21st birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> After which its octopus brain explodes. Um, what we see from the outside is a kind of inner explosion as the whole octopus grows and shrinks inside. And then with a kind of burst balloon noise, it just sinks to the ground, its tentacles going limp <coughs> and hideous octopus effluence spilling everywhere. It definitely does ink going everywhere. Um, Tok, can I have a dexterity saving throw, please? Uh, indeed. A four. Um, the the huge form of the giant octopus slumps forward, trapping Tok underneath it. Tok, Tok, your legs and the lower half of your body are currently trapped under the giant octopus. Tok's going to just try and push the octopus off and uh, uh, free himself. Give me a strength saving throw. Okay. As he does so, you'll again see a blue crackling light on his armor, which means that he's rolling a 26. Natural 20. Yeah, you're able to stand up. Uh, the rest of you are treated to the sight of Tok having been crushed for a moment. His legs suddenly kind of fold back under himself and he just stands as the huge form lifts off the ground and he just steps out from under it. Congratulations, you are out of combat. <laughs> I want to speak to the villagers in a, in a tone that may even be as strong as peeved, even slightly cross. Before you do that, in the far corner of the cave is a dusty, beaten up chest with a broken lock. Benny's on it like a stone. <laughs> Suddenly Benny's all, all advanced. Uh, yeah. Tok's going to uh, go investigate the, uh, the room as well. He'll watch Benny open it and really hope it's not a mimic or something. Okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't said I'm going to open it. Just You're walking it. across a big pond, just so you know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Where is this chest? Oh, I can see it now. Can I can I examine it for traps and things? Yeah, give me an investigation check. Uh, Tok, give me one as well. Oh, sorry, I'm at advantage, tell you. I will guide myself on that one. Uh, 25. Uh, 13. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, there, are, there are no traps that you can see. It appears just to genuinely be just a chest. I'd like to try to open it. Okay. It appears the octopus did not set any traps on this chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a video of it attempting to do that. It's a really sneaky calamari. <laughs> That's what he did on his 18th birthday, so he's actually lost that memory now. So. Um, inside the chest, Benny, you find a set of neatly folded small clothes likely belonging to a child. Uh, they're tatters and full of holes. Alongside it is a short wooden stick, roughly 10 inches in length with a crooked handle, um, a golden ring with a small red gem encrusted in it. Finally, a battered and damaged marionette doll. Well, it was all worth it. How delightfully creepy. Um, as you say that, the doll, which is currently facing you, says, Well, how delightfully creepy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Benny, it appears to be copying anything you say. Benny, it appears to be copying anything you say. I don't like this. I don't like this. May I investigate the other items that you have discovered? 
May I investigate the other items you've discovered? I'm close to casting mind spike. You can talk. I say, oh, Vanda, have a look at this and see if you think we need to keep it. And I throw the marionette his way. <laughs> I just move aside. It clatters onto the floor near you. Investigation. And talk will investigate the other items as well. Okay, 20. This is a, there appears to be a magically infused item that can repeat things that you say. As far as you can tell, it's not that it repeats everything you say. And if you studied it for long enough, you think you could find a way to have it speak at the exact moment you wanted it to speak, saying exactly what you wanted it to say. Interesting. I sweep it up into my robes. Uh, you can add talking doll to your inventory. Talk will investigate the other two items, the ring and the wand. Is the doll not going to voice its horror as what just happened to it? And I will guide myself, of course. That's 14. Okay, uh, so from a quick glance over, the ring appears to be non-magical uh, with no innate abilities. It's just quite a nice ring, probably relatively valuable. Uh, you would put it between the 10 and 15 gold range. Um, the, the short wooden stick that you identified as a wand, you were correct to identify it as a wand. It appears to be magically infused. Uh, you don't know what with or how to use it. But you could certainly try. Okay, I will inform Benny of the of, of that and uh, yeah, stow the items, I guess. Well, that beats the talking doll. Until you can see the value of a, a magic wand, that sounds like a proper a proper thing. Talking doll. Don't be too hasty to judge, Benny. I was say, talk uh, investigate that big pool in the middle. Okay, give me an investigation check. If only to clean himself. <laughs> 20. Uh, yeah, it's it's very deep, um, and it appears to form part of a network of underground rivers and lakes, so the creature's obviously able to move between them, uh, and there's a pit here. And um, that comes out in the shimmering pools. <clears throat> Vander is already over at the giant octopus and is cutting off bits, and is heard to say, Good for calamari, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Can I investigate the clothes, see if they, uh, there's anything unusual about them. Yeah, can we give me an investigation check? 25. Um, these uh, bear all the hallmarks of the clothes that you've seen on the locals in Haven. Um, as far as you can tell, they, they are definitely children's clothes. Um, so it appears as if a child has gone missing from Haven, uh, and these are his or her belongings. Well, that's pretty bleak, isn't it? I guess someone might want these returning to them. I think there's a bigger question here. Why did they not tell us? if a child had gone into this cave and not come back. I mean, we can't be sure they knew. That they'd lost a child? Well, obviously they knew they'd lost a child, but we don't know when that might have been. Why did the octopus, having presumably eaten a child, carefully pack away his possessions into a chest? The chest may have been stolen as an item individually. The child may not have been consumed. Certainly some questions to answer. I think questions to answer for the villagers, who I think we now might treat with a great deal more suspicion than we have. We viewed them as fellow enemies of the Empire, but there may indeed be more than simply the enemy of my enemy is my friend at work here. Can, um, can we get them to let us have another go in the bathhouse before we start our question? Because <laughs> I, really, I really liked that. Really, really liked it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Benny. Having just been thrown against the wall by an octopus, though, I'm, I'm rather keen to leave this area, if that's at all possible. Augustus, you do not wish for healing. Yes, also healing. I'm not, just not sure that the village, the village here and its inhabitants are the right people for the job. There is a 
herbalist called Alara who may be able to provide healing. I suggest we visit the herbalist called Alara for healing. Well, we must go back to the village in any case, but I ask only that we do that with a great, greatly increased degree of caution and scepticism for the people that just sent us into this cave. And all I'm saying is we don't need to let them know of our suspicions until we've had an hour in the bathhouse. Agreed. We will head back, tread with caution, and not begin our conversations by explaining our suspicions. Perfectly agreed. I find that acceptable. Aye. Excellent. Yeah, Tok will be happy to carry back as much octopus as uh, Vanda wants to uh, mutilate. Maybe, maybe just put that straight on the uh, straight on the airship. No need to bring that up, is there? <laughs> You're gonna try and drag a massive octopus. <laughs> it depends on. how much octopus are we. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? No, no, you mind. It's going on the air. <laughs> this, is, this is my bag. I had this when I went in. Well, it's the middle of the night, isn't it? It's it's about four in the morning. Yeah. How big is the octopus? Is trying to work out the scale of this. It's, like, abs- it's enormous. It's it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like almost the size of a house. That's fine, but we're obviously not going to take that much. I, let's. So even if we get it to the airship, it's just going to be hanging off the side. Not taking the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, let's just butcher a bit of it. Stick yeah. it in some bags or boxes. I'm, or I'm something sure the villagers will want to come back and use it as a food source as well. We're not planning to be in the air long enough to need a house worth of food. <laughs> oh, uh, what what condition was the manticore uh, pelt in? Was it completely ruined? The whole thing, the like the whole creature was just bleh. was it just Desiccated. covered in sucker wounds? Yeah, basically, mm. it was sucked dry. <laughs> I turned to uh, Augustus. Could have been you. Very nearly was. Thanks for reminding me, Vanda. <laughs> a pleasure. Um, so, with your pockets full of calamari, yeah, uh, carrying as much as you possibly can carry, Tok will drag back like a big tentacle or something. Uh, stinking of fish, um, you begin to make your way through the jungle. Uh, it's about four in the morning, just so you're aware. Um, can I have perception checks from everyone, please? Oh man, Tok is mostly thinking about this. Uh, yeah, tentacle was a five, ten, eleven, eleven. So with Vanda presumably still helping Augustus uh, as Augustus limps through the jungle, it's half an hour or so before you make it back to the outskirts of Haven. Walking around in the centre of Haven, near your ship, is Lorien. Ah, Lorien. How fortunate. Do you have time to see our friend? He's not very well. See your friend? Is that a joke? Apologies, a poor choice of words. Our friend Augustus is in need of your skill. Oh, okay. How can I help? What's that? That smells like fish. No, no fish here. (laughs) Give me a deception check. (laughs) Oh, why are we trying to hide this? 17! Oh, it must be this from the soup earlier. Uh, What's happened to Augustus? (laughs) Been attacked by a giant fish. (laughs) <laughs> what waste of your deception <laughs> I don't know I don't know about uh, he's uh, been, he's been attacked in the cave oh did you manage to kill the big cat in a manner of speaking yes oh fantastic um, the best bet would be to speak to Alara she's the herbalist you see ah. with healing I, I'm more I'm more for 
hunting things myself, or at least I used to be. And I had the old clink clink eyes. Are you familiar with any other creatures in the caves? Um, there might have been sturges. Do you know what sturges are? They're like gigantic bat mosquito things. We did come across a few, yes. Oh, and possibly spiders, but I can't imagine they'd have been too much difficulty for you. We did meet one of those too. Anything else? Not that I'm aware of. You've not come across a giant squid. We thought we saw something moving in the murky depths. A giant squid? When the cave? I didn't think so. How did it get in there? Indeed, it was a giant octopus, not a squid. Oh. Augustus flips the bird at this dude. <laughs> wow. Uh, he obviously can't see that. But that was the intention. The creature was slain. Oh, oh, excellent. So giant octopus is dead there. How, how giant are we talking? Eyes of a house. Giving up the deception entirely then. Really? There was a pool with possible connections to the shimmering pools. Can I can I do some sort of insight check to see if I, uh, Lauren's response feels uh, authentic? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say his response seems authentic. It yeah, certainly I does. Mean, to be fair, yeah. it does. He seems like a really nice dude. <laughs> yeah. Has so, your... Um, has your big cat creature been causing problems for a while, Lorian, or is this, an, is this a new thing? Only a few days. Hmm. I was worried it might have been a manticore, but I didn't want to say anything, just in case you didn't... There was a manticore. It had been eaten by the octopus. Oh, that's a horrific mental image. You should have seen the live show. Oh, Augustus, you're out, you're out awake. That's good. Uh, and he reaches out to Augustus to feel your face. Oh, yeah, we are quite injured. Go speak to Alara, she'll help you out. And uh, a deal is a deal. Um, and he pulls one of the bows off his back. Who do I give this to? Well, we've learned that Augustus isn't a dab hand with a bow, so maybe I'll take that. Thank you. Go ahead, Benny. There you go, Benny. Benny is a fantastic shot with the bow. Thanks, Doc. Very good of you to say so. Nice is going to the right hands, and... Um, and if there's anything that Gregor can make for you out of wood, the rest of you, I will instruct him to do so in the morning. Very kind. You've done Haven a great service. And if what you say is true of the octopus, we'll have food for days. That is true, yes. Solving one of our problems as well as one of yours. Indeed. I've already spoken to Caelan. We are going to be happy to provide you with plenty of food to last you at least a week in the air. And tomorrow, we plan to hold a feast in your honour before you go. And Kaelin specifically wanted to speak to you, Vanda, uh, and make sure that you are well fed. See, that's very kind. Thank you, Thank you for everything you've done. Our pleasure. Um, get some rest. And we will. I, Benny, I understand you're heading to the bar. Right, will they be open? Will I be able to get in this time of night? Yeah, the baths are open all the time. I might pop in. I quite enjoyed the sensation of being clean. You <laughs> were on me. I'll sleep well. He begins to hobble off. Uh, Augustus heads to the herbalist, towards the herbalist, but he gestures to talk to come with him because obviously Augustus is weak and is now pretty paranoid about these people. Talks. Probably, I mean, we're going to see a herbalist at four a.m. We'll probably be happier if we go in the morning. Uh. Augustus is, has absolutely no intention of waiting. <laughs> cool, then Tuck will come with. I think if that's the case, then Vanda will accompany Benny to the baths. Well, before he goes, I, Benny Benny calls after 
Lorian, and this is Lorian. Yes, Benny. When we were in caves, we found a set of child's clothes. Mm. I wonder who they belong to. Well, you must have an idea. Mm. No children have gone missing from Haven. Can Augustus, is there any, any way Augustus can sort of do any check or anything to see if he thinks that's not true? Yep, yeah, you can do insight check. Remember, Vanda has a, a naturally high insight check. Yeah, I'm going to do the insight. I'll do... Okay. But you bow me... Nine! <laughs> Ten. Okay, so uh, Vanda, yours defaults to 17, which is your passive. Ah. Um, 17. Augustus? What did you roll? I rolled 10. Um, Vanda, as far as you can tell, um, with your years of being tortured and understanding people, um, he appears to be telling you the truth. There is not one bit of deception in his voice or his body language. You can see why this would be a bit unsettling, though, wouldn't you, Lorian? When you've lived as long as I have, you get used to seeing weird and wonderful things. I'll tell you tomorrow night, I'll tell you how I lost my eyes, if you like. I think I'm probably all right, to be honest. Yeah. All I had was a good story. That's what I lost my eyes for. Never mind. Sleep well. Come on, Benny. That was weird, wasn't it, Fanda? That, w- that was weird. I mean, I believe him, but it was weird. The part where you denied the blind person his story. <laughs> not that bit. No, not that bit. The part where you tried to get the blind person to take ownership of the child's clothes the octopus was hoarding. Okay, fine. Yeah, it wasn't weird. Everything was fine. It's totally normal to find a set of children's clothes in a box being guarded by a giant octopus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought it up. I feel foolish now. Let's go and have a bath and enjoy ourselves. (laughs) Ah, agreed. (laughs) Augustus wholeheartedly agrees with what Benny's saying, but he's too wrecked to uh, get into an argument with Vander and have Vander answer in the form of a question the whole time. <laughs> so he's just going to slump off towards the herbalist. Uh, talk, talk will help uh, help him walk. Okay, so Benny and Vander, you head to the bathhouse uh, where you can strip off and use the baths. Um, Augustus and Tuck, you head towards uh, in the direction of the herbalist. So tucked away in a cosy cottage um, is the herbalist's belonging to Alara. There appear to be no lights on and the door is closed. Augustus, she is likely asleep. Please knock hard on the door, Tok. Tok will knock hard on the door. Cool. Can you give me a athletic check, please? <laughs> Not going to knock that hard on the door. Well, we'll yes, see please. how hard you knock. <laughs> 19. You you kind of knock on the door and you see that a plank of wood kind of dislodges and breaks slightly as you bang, bang, bang on it. Uh, and you hear a voice from inside, I'm coming, I'm coming. And the door opens. You can you see uh, Alara. Uh, she stood there with her hair all messed up, wearing a kind of rough-made nightdress. What's up? Oh, oh, what's happened to you? I'm sorry to wake you, my dear, but I've been gravely injured, and I wonder if you might uh, assist in my recovery. Of course, of course. Come, come in, come in. Uh, and you head into a very cosy-looking cottage uh, in which there are... Lots of different sections of herbs and spices and plants scatter around. The smell is lovely. Sit down, sit down. She gestures towards a stool. Yeah, Augustus, happy to sit. Um, and you see her quickly beginning to grab different elements of plant life. Um, when she's finished, a few moments later, there's a spongy mass of absorbent moss uh, treated with a number of herbs. And she says, right, let's, let's put this into your wounds and take, take your shirt off. Okay, yeah. Well, Augustus, happy to do that. Okay. 
uh, and she begins to stuff the mossy substance into your various wounds. Um, please roll a d4 and add two, and you can recover that many hit points. Rolls a one. <laughs> please recover three hit points. Glorious. Oh well, chipping my way up. I would recommend you have a good night's sleep, and then I can apply more tomorrow if you need it. Wonderful, thank you, my dear. And Augustus doesn't want to hang around anymore. Heads back to the ship, is that where we're sleeping? And, uh, yeah, heads to his bunk, quick as possible. Okay, Tok, where are you going? Uh, Tok will um, tell Alana, Alara that uh, he will. I will attempt to fix the door in the morning. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. Um, Tok's going to head back to the Whispering Grove, and he's going to watch the stars. Okay. Banda and Benny. You're in the bathhouse. Have you stripped off or have you just got it in your clothes or? I stripped off. Yeah. Cool. It's it's pretty steamy. But, you know, uh, Vanda's broken body is there just kind of slipping beneath the surface. <laughs> you may both recover one hit point. Thank you. Talk. As you enter the Whispering Grove, um, the priestess does not appear to be there this time. I'm not going back up to the hut, just sitting in the trees and staring at the stars whilst remaining motionless. Can I have a perception check, please? <laughs> a 22. Is that a natural 20? That's a natural 20. Holy... Yeah, Tox not normally that perceptive, but... Uh... I'm actually expecting any of you to roll a natural 20. That's the only thing we were rolling last week. Yeah, no, but we want the actual chance. I mean, I could tell you if you like. It's a 1 in 100. Um... <laughs> So as you're standing in the Whispering Grove, um, you can see that there's a, a small bench made out of wood, which you saw the last time you were there. Didn't seem that remarkable. Uh, rolled up on the bench is to be a newspaper. I mean, if no one's using it, Tok will investigate. Okay, you unfold the newspaper, and the headline reads, Pissy Fingers Gang Unleash Chaos. Lawlessness and Mayhem Grips Lunadine. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to read the article? Um, I think he would, but I think he probably wants to share this with the group. So he's got to head over to the bathhouse. This is really going to ruin Brennan Pissyfingers' bath. <laughs> I mean, there has to be a mole. That's one of you must have told the press. Okay, so, uh, Tok, I'm going to stop you from going to there just for the time being. Because along with the newspaper, you also hear in the distance to the south voices in the darkness in the forest. Uh, do I recognise any of them? They're, they're very muffled. Okay. In the distance um, around. I'll go investigate that before bringing the newspaper to everyone. It's probably the priest again. Uh, so you, you head off into the jungle to the south, and you're walking for no more than five minutes. But you do the, the kind of scenery around you has changed enough that you feel suitably distant from Haven. As you move through the undergrowth, hear the sound of hushed chatter it's coming from about 150 feet away from you. Moving carefully towards the sound, you look at a dense collection of trees, and in the clearing beyond the trees, bathed in the bright moonlight, is a large airship. In neat rows at the bottom of the ramp are dozens of bounders, all of them listening to a tall, slender man in a black hood stood on top of the ramp. This man's face is covered in a black mask with a roughly painted white skull on it. At this range, you can actually hear his slightly modulated voice. The Emperor wants these traitors brought to justice quickly. It is a priority for him, which means it's a priority for Gramplona and for us. Astrid failed in Lunadine, but we have the element of surprise. There is a hidden settlement around here. 
Get the maps. I want us prepared to attack by morning. We move quietly, capture the outlaws, take control of their ship. One of the bounders reply, replies, So what about the locals? Kill them all. We can use their deaths as a message to the people of what happens when you harbor criminals. And then all the bounders respond, Yes, Mulvan. And that is where we're going to end it for the evening. The worst round of facts. Everyone says just a team player. We should wipe us for that. That should be it. I feel we'll like I was I was singled out last week because I came up with a good character specific fact. Mm. Really good. I wanted I wanted to regress to the meme this week. <laughs> well, welcome back. <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, TV show uh, Life with Damian Lewis? No. His, uh, well, it wasn't very good. So we get into the bonus round. <laughs> he was he was a police officer who got sent to jail, and uh, and then he got out of jail. And he was always eating fruit because he was just like, if you've not been to jail, you'll never understand how brilliant it is just to have fruit. And I was really just trying to trying to riff off that with my with my fact, but it's quite a niche reference because it wasn't a niche very reference good. of a TV show that you hate. I don't hate it. It just wasn't very good. <laughs> Maybe, maybe in future possible. we just reference TV shows that we like. <laughs> or that maybe our audience might like. We really need to get some demographic information okay. on them. Well, at the moment, apparently it's just your parents, so we could, <laughs> we could get very detailed information, surely. <laughs> I just want to point out, if our facts somehow hit our demographic, then I never want to meet our audience. I really, it's important that we never meet them. <laughs> I, will, I will check with my parents if they liked life with Damien Lewis. Thanks, yeah. I if tried to like... get my mum to download it, but she was technologically incapable, so we're still on two. You don't even have to download it, you just have to click the link <laughs> and press play. My mum my mum doesn't know that I know swear words, so I can't <laughs> listen to it, sorry. Thanks for listening. Please consider supporting Dice Company on Patreon, where for the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to a whole other show, Extra Roll, as well as an ad-free listening experience. The Dice Company Discord server, along with our socials, can be found on our link tree in the show notes. If you enjoyed this chapter, please like and subscribe, and don't forget to recommend us to your friends. If you didn't like it, recommend us to your enemies. And we'll see you next time on Dice Company. Dice Company.